It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the show. we just start calling about my <laughs> Oh, that'd be bad. Well, hey, uh, hey, 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 everybody. Hey, oh, we're, we're recording. Oh, we're rolling. We're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What? I wonder how many times I've said rolling, rolling, rolling. Rollin', hey, hey, rollin', hey. Rollin'. Here we go. We're on. It's like we should do like a tally. We should. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was long. mentioning, I was mentioning at the end of the last episode that uh, I've said bye at the end of every podcast. So basically, the last thing you ever hear on a podcast is me saying bye. Bye. Every podcast. But sometimes I do it weird. Like there's been a couple times where I'm like bye, you know, and like I, I don't mean to sound weird. Like this last one. It was like <laughs> episode one fifty seven. It was like I was on a I was on a phone call. I was like hanging up with someone on the phone. I'm like, okay, all right, bye. Like, all right, bye. Okay, all right. Bye. okay, bye. All right, bye. Bye, bye. Love you. Love bye, bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Good talking with you. Bye. Yeah. Me. So anyway, <laughs> our eighth season. We're just beginning. This is the second episode of our eighth season. Season eight. Season eight. Season and, eight. Uh, yeah. So we're we're coming to you. Live, live. <laughs> except it's not live via record pre-recorded <laughs> <laughs> just like we've talked about so many i mean we've probably talked about everything on this podcast over the years I mean, we have yeah but, uh, but there's still you know there's there's always new and different stuff and a lot of times sometimes like last episode if you didn't get a chance to hear last episode uh 157 on the topic of change yeah a lot of times cha-cha change a lot of times we'll talk about something maybe we've talked about before, like change. We've we've talked about change, I don't know, three, four, five, six. six. A dozen, who knows? <laughs> I don't know how many episodes. There's, there's no way to really know how many episodes. But, but, you know, I feel like last episode was kind of a different take on it. And not to mention... I highly doubt, um, as much as much as I as I would like to think that that <laughs> someone has loyally listened for right. eight years right. to all 157 mm-hmm. episodes, I highly doubt that um, that someone has actually listened to every episode. Yeah, you know, I bet there's somebody though. I bet there's somebody that's listened to them all. And we should do like um, there's a, a home. I think it's a home studio. Was it the home recording guy? A home recording show. I think is what it's called. And they actually, if you, if you listen to all of the episodes and they do an episode a week, so there's a lot more episodes than we have. Wow. So it's like hundreds of episodes. Wow. But if you do that, they'll actually send you a diploma for for like having listened to all the episodes. That's what we need. Okay. Yeah. Worship Ministry Catalyst Diploma. That's it. If you are listening right now and you, how do you validate it? See, I'd have to, I'd I'd have to like make a quiz or a test or something like, okay. 
um, like multiple choice, make it easy. So you should be able to get it, but like, and go through random episodes. What episode did, or like, see, have I, we ever interviewed so-and-so on the, or who do who do the, who do they want to interview? Most oh, that'd be tough. Podcast? Cause you know what, man? Like I actually record the episodes with you and I, I don't think I could even get that quiz right. Well, yeah. You got to know who we want to interview most. Yeah. Cause we've, we've talked about wanting to interview this person for forever. Right. Paul Balazs. Yeah. 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 I know that so one. So like, that would be like the basic question. Okay. Like I, something I could, like that. Yeah. I could get that quiz right. Like five questions. Five questions. And they'd be like the, the ones you should most certainly know if you've listened to the, the whole. Oh, like what, what church does Kevin pastor at? Cause yeah, I mean, there you go. I reference it all the time. Yeah. But you don't talk about it in every episode. No. So you don't have to have listened ah. to it. Or you could talk. How many churches has David been at <laughs> over the course of the podcast? Yeah, let's see. Which church did David get fired from? <laughs> what, no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> since we've been recording, four? Is it four? Uh, right? Let's see. No, we, I, we started when I was at Gateway. Okay. So three. Three. Yeah. Got it. Yep. <laughs> yep I'm, I'm that guy. That's I'm that guy that's in your group. Like, Yeah. Makes everyone else feel better because he's had so many jobs. <laughs> no, stop it. <clears throat> um, stop it. No, but yeah, maybe we should do that. We'll do if somebody. Well, if somebody sends sends us an email, David at WorstMinistryCatalyst.com or Kevin or Kevin at WorstMinistryCatalyst.com, then that you have listened to all of the episodes, we will put together a, like a five question quiz to test your knowledge. Boom. And if you if you get those questions right. We'll make up a diploma. We'll Boom. give you a diploma. But I mean, honestly, I feel like if someone's listened to every episode, we should give them something more than a diploma because that's a big <laughs> deal, man. Yeah. Like that's that's hundreds of hours of listening to us talk about sometimes a lot of. I don't know what I mean because like could make up like a mug or something, but that'd be like man money. Can and that would cost <laughs> that would cost something. Could we? We don't make any money off the podcast. No, just so everybody knows. You know, this, yeah, this, this is, is not a money making venture for us. This is a freebie. This is a a, a labor of love. It's a gift the of exact love. Same thing, labor of love. It's a gift of love an, to everyone listening. An eight year, an eight year long labor. One Man. more year, we'll give birth to something. Wow, <laughs> wow. No, um. Anyway, my whole point though, my whole point was, um, uh. I doubt anyone's listening to every episode, maybe, but um, because of the fact that we constantly have new listeners and people who maybe haven't listened before, it's actually okay that we've recorded episodes about change. You know, we have four or five different episodes about change because uh, something that we said last episode may be different than what we said a few episodes or last time we recorded about change. And Speaking of change, speaking of change if you've ever gone back and listened to some of our early episodes... Our voices sound totally different. Like our voices have no, dropped they don't. like a third. They're lower over the course of this podcast. Yeah, both of us. No way. Yeah, our, our voices were both higher when we started this podcast. Uh, well, I've always had kind of that you know higher nasally thing. So so it was even it was even higher. <laughs> yeah, I used to talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to welcome to Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. Yeah. So if you go back and you listen to an early episode and you hear that guy, that's Kevin. Wow. <laughs> And um, I can't even imagine my voice being higher. Maybe, our our drummer has a little uh, electronic kit that he's got in there set up for some of the stuff that we do. And one of the things is like a guy that says "woo," uh, woo, uh, woo, but like he'll play it every woo, once in a while, woo. and it's like this "woo," but it's like like it's like a fifth or oh. more above what I can do. Woo! Yeah, so, just yeah. exactly like that. That's- I can't get that high. <laughs> 
like, woo! Like, woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't, you can't do that. Woo! Like, yeah, love there. It just doesn't get there. I don't have that. Yeah. Falsetto anymore. Yeah. That's funny. I never even yeah. considered that my voice yeah. is uh, yeah, so you should, different. You should go back and listen to one of the earlier episodes and listen to your voice because it I'm gonna sounds listen, way different. I'm going to listen to episode one. Yeah, episode That's it. one. I'm going home and I'm listening to episode yeah. one. So, anyway, uh, yeah, we've been around for a while. We're yeah. we're the old kids on the block. <laughs> a lot of a lot of great podcasts out there. That, I mean, like in the last year, there have just been like four or five or six great worship podcasts that Good have just stuff. come out there. So. It's cool to be in company with some of the greats. Yeah, yeah. There's some really, it's a. I mean, in that sense, as far as resources, it's a good time to be in worship ministry because there's just so much free worship resources out there. Great, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, I, I first started leading worship uh, at the high school youth group where where I attended church, and you, you know, I mean, um, yeah, the resources that were available to me as a young worship leader were limited. You know, I, I've been kind of mentoring. There's this uh, kid in our church. He's uh, 16 now, and uh, he wants to be a worship leader one day. So, you know, I mean, uh, love working with the guy. Um, just really, really great. Uh, it's been fun kind of seeing him grow. Um, but, you know, like like he was talking about kind of all these these things, um, you know, because uh, um, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to get a MacBook for Christmas. And he's like, you know, and, and I, I want to, you know, I, I want to put in there like Logic Pro so I can start, you know, kind of, um, you know, doing some multi-tracks and kind of getting tracks, you know, for for our uh, our worship team. And I'm like, man, when I was in high school, like the thought of, of, of like recording tracks and playing with tracks, like that, that concept didn't even exist. Well, like I dreamt of it. I mean, because we had like the local music shop that had the eight track recorder that had a cassette tape. Do you remember that? I was like, man, I was like, I'm going there like every week because my mom taught piano or, or, or like the like the ADAP machine where yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. put in like a VHS mm-hmm. tape or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's like, I'd, you'd go in there. It's like, man, I'd love to have one. It was like $4,000 or something. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to get this thing. And now you can get it like, well, GarageBand comes Garage, free. Yeah, yeah. If you, computer, if you, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, if you want just like kind of stock, you know, basic, yeah, GarageBand. But, and that's what he was saying. He, he was like, he's like, you know, I kind of want to go to that next level and, and you know, and and uh, he he's looking at buying like a new keyboard, you mm-hmm. know that that can do like interfacing and and recording with the keyboard. Um, you know, uh, not not like a Nord stage, you know, not like that high end because I mean he's only a kid, but mm-hmm. um, but you know, again, things that like never even yep. were in my frame. It's like yeah, you know, I've got I've got a MacBook Pro, and a couple of years ago I bought an Akai MIDI you know keyboard interface. Yeah, I can do so much on that and like especially using the macbook you can buy main stage uh, for like like 40 bucks wow. and i can i can create, that's all it is 40 yeah, bucks 40 bucks but it, but you have to have the macbook pro yeah you gotta have all the and other stuff you have to have the samples and the sounds and the other software uh main stage comes with some and you can use garage bands but um but for 40 bucks and i can go in and create all these custom patches for specific songs i can set the tempo i can use tempo delay and all this stuff Right, it's like I would have never have dreamt. No, like about about using delay and distortion on a piano on a keyboard. Yeah, sound. you know, I, I was I was proud. You know, the, this uh, this guy that I've been working with, I was proud of him. You know, we actually uh, had worship practice last night, and um, you know, we use clicks for for all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and um you know he's been talking le- about change that's not right change yeah there's happens. another change yeah. but um uh but he he uh he'll lead worship for the youth group for high school group and um you know we were talking and he's like he's like hey kevin he's like um, he's like, I've actually started using clicks like with the with the high school group. I'm like, all right, man, way yeah. to go. But but the point being, when I was leading worship in high school, like the the thought of in ear monitors and clicks and all that stuff, mm-hmm. again, not even not even on the map, not, not even, even on the map, yeah, just not, not even on the map. So yeah, the point being, there's a lot well, of great resources like out there. learning tools. I mean, not just I mean, yes, there's YouTube and tons of learning videos you can go find. Like you can buy the multi tracks mm-hmm. of songs. And mm-hmm. you can break it down track by track oh, yeah. and hear what everything is happening on this recording. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that was a resource that just, I mean, which that is a probably great, shouldn't exist. Which right? is a great like practice tool, you yeah. know, like, like if you're, if you're like, man, what's, what's that guy playing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which speaking of, of that, I, I was talking to Zach, uh, you know, the, uh, the future worship leader. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Zach about that and Efron. Um, no, oh. not Zach Shoot okay. is his name, <laughs> not Efron. <laughs> no, um, but I was talking to Zach about that, and and uh, you know, I I, I was referring. We were we were just kind of chatting about how um, how difficult it is in, in a live setting uh, to replicate that sound that you hear on a recording. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know, the reason why is you got like four guitar tracks, you got three synth tracks, you got drums loop effects you know you got all this stuff going on like a hundred tracks on that recording yeah and and it's funny you know i I actually pulled them up you know you can go like multitrackrecording.com i think is the Mm -hmm. website and they got tons of worship Mm -hmm. music yeah and i just pulled up like um uh, like an elevation worship song and um yeah i mean sure enough 22 tracks but that's that's broken down yeah that's like that's 22 different parts right that they've put they brought down to one track yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, so, like, you when you, when you go look at that recording, they've got like two tracks for each of those guitars. They've got, I mean, yeah, it's just out of control. Yeah, yeah. If you if you break it up that way, like left right guitar, mm-hmm. left right synth, you know, um, I, I mean, all these things. And so, yeah, so twenty two different, uh, you know, twenty two different instruments or whatever for this one recording. And you can change the keys. Ah, pitch. If, if it's pitch MIDI, it you can you can put it in with the key you're singing it in. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a insane. A lot, lot of it's resources. Um, how did we get on that? I have no idea. We're <laughs> talking about change. Change, and resources. Last, yeah, free resources, resources, right? And who knows? Just like I said. Squirrel. squirrel. Yeah, so. Squirrel. Um, so <laughs> anyway, um, want to wanna just throw a shout out real quick. First, make sure worshipmentorycatalyst.com. We ne- we'd never say that at the beginning. No. Like we're supposed but doesn't, to. doesn't our intro say that, though? I think so. <laughs> but we never say it. We never um, say it. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook. So, so go check those out. Other, other guys we're working with garden city project, Dave Yock, make sure you go check him out. Um, Joe Brookhouse over at frequency.fm. Um, Ross King, make sure you're using his music. Awesome. Authentic, awesome, well-written, thorough. I'll tell you what, man, content music. I, I, I've mentioned this before, you know, if you're one of the people who's listened to every episode, um, but, um, we did his song for Easter Mm -hmm huge huge hit man like our church just loves that song hallelujah for the cross like that that has just become one of our church's favorites right great song uh Catherine scott you know uh another great person we've Hungry had on the podcast i come phillips craig and dean i think they're getting ready to release or have released a new album Boom. um 
Yeah, I mean, just just some great people to go check out. Lots. Of, that's probably why we started. Just like go talk and go check out all the the pod. That's why we got on it. We talk about our podcast and the other podcasts. Oh, and there we go. Yeah, so, resources. Yeah, okay, so, we got it. But anyway, go check out all these Full guys. Circle. Lots and lots of great stuff for you. Don't don't get all. This would probably be my best my best advice. Don't get all stuck on one person. You know, like for so long, and we dogged on him for a long time on the podcast. But like we were just all the whole. Christian American Christian church was stuck on Chris Tomlin and only did Chris Tomlin songs. And like, I find myself now like we need to do a Chris Tomlin song because we haven't done, <laughs> we haven't done one forever. We'll do like all those song United now, but like we, we kind of get, you know, don't, don't get stuck on one artist on one you know, broaden your horizons out. There are people who have different worship styles that connect with different things and it's just, true. just bring it all in because it's all out there. And, mm. But uh, anyway, this this episode we're talking about uh, it's it's kind of tying in the last one change. We're talking yeah. about um, uh, losing people, people mm. people walking away from the church. And mm. we live in the Northwest, and um, we know people listen to this podcast all around the world. There may be people in different countries who are experiencing the exact opposite because, and everywhere besides America, Christianity <laughs> is growing. It's just declining <laughs> here. Um, but, but yeah, our, our particular region that we yeah. live in, I, I think you could classify as liberal. Yeah. Liberal Pretty. Portland is the most unchurched city in the country. Um, Oregon is the most unchurched state and Washington is behind it. Seattle is like third least church wow. city. Um, and I think San Francisco is the second, like basically the whole West, West. coast is unchurched, like the worst the most unchurched part of the country. Yeah. And I think kind of what brought this up, Dave and I were chatting beforehand and, um, you know, Dave and I went to college together. Mm -hmm. We, we both, um, attended Bible college. Kevin graduated on time. I graduated six years later. That's okay. That's okay. You get, you got there, man. Um, (laughs) uh, you know, and so we, we, we both went to a Bible college, same Bible college. You know, we, we had similar friends, you know, we were in choir, um, you know, I was involved with the worship team. David was involved with the worship team, you know, and, and so, you know, here we are, it's been what, 15 years since college or whatever. Great. Is that, is that dude? Weird? What? Didn't even like, didn't even think about that. Oh man. Yeah. That's wild. Wow. Um, 14 years. I don't know. It's something like that. Let's just say 15, but you know, we, um, you know, we still, um, you know, we still have friends from, from college and, you know, you see them on Facebook more often, you know, that, that's kind of the, you know, I, I don't see most of them face to face. Um, but you know, we were just kind of talking about, man, you know, it seems like there's been a number of people that we knew that we went to school with that, you know, we, we prayed with and worshiped with and sang with and shared meals and shared life with mm-hmm. who now are not walking with the Lord. Yeah. They've walked away. They've, uh, They'd maybe consider themselves agnostic, or they would uh, maybe even complete atheists. Say they don't believe in God anymore. They, um, they maybe maybe would still consider themselves Christians, but they don't believe in the church, so they're not they're right not with the church. I'm um, just trying to think through some of the people they they don't agree with the church's stance on certain political issues, and so right. they walk or, away from the church. Yeah, and, or or another one, you know, yeah. Um, They've been burned by the church, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. I've been really hurt or wounded. And so, you know, I still love God, mm-hmm. um, they'll, they'll say, um, but I'm, I'm not, not his bride. Yeah, just not his bride. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just not really into the church thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ministry and service and stuff. And so 
Um, you know, I, I, I still read my Bible occasionally or whatever, you know. And, and the same thing happens in church life. You know, like we had a lot of friends in college who seemed to have walked away, but at, at the church level, we lose people too. I mean, people yeah. leave the church. People, the hardest ones are the ones that get hurt, like you mentioned, get hurt. Um, for me, the, for me, the hardest ones are the ones who um, get hurt uh, in a, in a lack of information kind of a way, like, like they assume something happened mm. or somebody intended something. So they take it personally and they walk away and never come back. Or, you know, people, people disagree with the pastor, the pastor's not cool. So you know, they go to another church and church hop for the next 10 years or right. Ne- like, never actually land, land anywhere. Right. So I, I read an interesting article, um, on uh it was it was posted on facebook and i can't remember the title of the article but it was basically something like um you know what uh what every church goer needs to know about those who don't attend church anymore Mm -hmm. yeah and i think i saw that article yeah you know again i can't remember the exact title but you know it was really interesting reading i mean basically the article said you know if, if i were to try to summarize it the article said something to the effect of um Hey, uh, you know, um, people uh, leave the church for a variety of reasons, you know, because they're hurt or whatever the case is, new season of life. Um, it doesn't mean that they, they don't, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that they don't um, uh, follow God anymore. You know, it doesn't mean that they uh, no longer love God anymore, um, you know, and what you need to do is just love them, um, you know, just just be loving and, um, you know, because one day you might be in that place, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that that that's really not a very helpful article. I mean, I, I don't know, like it, it struck me. I it just the nature of the article is kind of just like, hey, this is the deal. This is, you know, this is the reality. Uh, you got to accept it and be tolerant of it. And watch out because that might happen to you one day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like it just, it just got me thinking. Like, really, it, you know, is that, is that the 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 plight? Is that the future? Is that the, you know, is that what is going to be like for for the church? You know, like I don't know. I, I mean, it's sad. And and that, well, the reality or possibility is that it might happen to all of us one day. I mean, it's happened to me. But as the necessary result leaving the church yeah this kind of like official like i'm gonna i'm gonna quantify my um you know uh, or qualitate my feelings and say i'm done with with this you Mm -hmm. know and you know kind of it's just i mean it's discouraging it's disheartening it's frustrating but what do we do with this how do we like when when we're seeing our our longtime friends um, willfully walking away from God. What do we do? I mean, and when you see, like, probably one of the things that's hard for me is seeing other, uh, other friends encourage and applaud the walk away. You know, right? Like, and like, oh, that's so great! You have all this freedom. You know, so wonderful that you're mm-hmm. experiencing this, whatever. Right. And so, like, so what do we? What do we do? I mean, you know, James talks about, you know, somewhat, you know, 
you know, how blessed you are if you bring someone back in, if you lead, you know, lead someone away from their sin, you know, or whatever it is, and they come back to God, you know, that you're a blessed man for doing that. But we never do that, right? No. And we don't, like, and I confess, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time as a pastor doing that. Kind of spinning your wheels, hoping that yeah, someone... like, we don't spend a lot of time chasing down the people who leave. Um, I spend some... You know, I, I, we, we rarely let someone go without trying to at least figure out why. Without a fight. Right. You know, but, um, but what, I mean, what do we, how do we respond? And, you know, we, I think probably the biggest, um, perpetrator of the walking away isn't, isn't the church. It isn't, um, you know, the, the, whether or not the church is changing or staying current or relevant or all that. I think the biggest, I think the biggest perpetrator is relative truth Mm. and that our culture, especially here in the Northwest has basically completely walked away from absolute truth. And so we don't, you know, and I, I write about this. I talk about it all the time, you know, so it's always on my mind, but, um, the, the problem with absolute truth is, um, you have to, you have to form your life around it. Mm. When truth is relative, um, your, your life can be whatever you want and you just make your truth, whatever you decide your truth is. You know, and I think that's part of my struggle, you know, with people who have, have walked away from the faith, you know, people who walked away from church part, I, I think part of what breaks my heart is you know, I, I recognize that reality that they basically are now coming up with their own truth and there's no accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- there's no one to say, wait, hold them, hold on a minute because they're putting themselves in a place where they aren't, um, you know, with fellow people who are going to challenge them or push them or whatever. And I don't know what, what I've struggled. I had a great conversation with Melanie, my wife. Um, we both read that article on Facebook and, and it, it was it was interesting because, you know, both of us we are, we know people you know uh, people close to us who have walked away from the faith you know who've walked away from church, and you know, the the thing that I was struggling with is like, well, well, gosh, I mean, like, shouldn't I leave the ninety nine behind to go grab you know find the one, and and it's tough because. You know, you you want to you want to kind of go to that person and, and call them on it and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and mm-hmm. challenge them, and hopefully encourage them. You know, back to you know back to the reality of God's saving grace. But it just seems like more and more that that idea of like, let me come alongside you and help you and walk through you with this, and and let me encourage you and even challenge you and push you a little bit. That that whole mentality seems more and more to be like, oh, well, you're just being intolerant, right? Like, like yeah. you aren't accepting me. Like, like if we even if we intend and want to do that, we we don't get the opportunity. Yeah, and 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 that was the struggle, like you know, because we were talking about a specific person that both Mel and I are close to, and and I'm like, man, you know, I'm like, I think I should call them up and just be like, hey, you know, can we talk about this? And and I was like, no, don't do that, you know, don't do that because. Like they're they're gonna get they're gonna get their attitude because you know we know this person and they're gonna get their attitude and they're gonna say this and this and this and, and they're gonna be like you know like I I I just want you to accept me for who I am mm-hmm. and I'm like you're right that's exactly what they're gonna say yeah. 
And 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 that's what I think breaks my heart over this. We're I think living more and more in this culture that says, you know, tolerate me, accept me, don't don't challenge me, mm-hmm. don't push me, don't call me on things. Just just say, you know, you are who you are and that's okay. And that's basically what the article said. It said just accept these people, love them, uh just just love them for who they are because you might be one of them one mm-hmm. day. And I don't know, that's tough, that whole like tolerance thing. Yeah, and you know, you know, political correctness and it's I'll probably make people mad. I guess that's my lot in life at this point. You know, I'm I'm getting old now. I'm thirty six. I've got a lot more gray in my hair than I had a year ago. But um political correctness is just such a farce. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. such a it's just such a facade. Because if you stop and really think about it, um, you know, I was talking about absolute truth and relative truth. Political correctness is 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 like the construct of relative truth to try to protect people's uh, individual differences that they have because you know they've embraced the idea of of relative truth. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't agree with that necessarily. But um, you know, it's what's right for me, right? And so what's right for me, so I can. I could literally construct this whole paradigm with which I live my life and this is and this is my truth. How in the world can we create a politically correct system mm. when you think about how how many millions of people there are just in the northwest that would that would potentially have their own absolute truth that you know right, their, 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 own, their, own their own paradigm yeah, that they think and like you know what's true for me is not true for you and you trying to protect me may offend you and vice versa. You know, I, I heard this uh, this great lecture. Um, uh, I, I go to this uh, pastor's thing called uh, the Spurgeon Fellowship. And, and um, boy, I can't remember who it was. Um, it was kind of a big-name guy like Bruce Ware or something like that. And they gave this lecture um, titled um, The Intolerance of Tolerance. And, you know, basically the whole concept was the, the very idea of tolerant, like let's all just be tolerant, is basically intolerant because like you can't by nature be tolerant of of the you know the fact that like i i don't believe in in you know that homosexuality is you know is is a god ordained marriage and now you're now you're being intolerant of me because i'm not tolerant right but by nature of that you aren't being tolerant you know mm-hmm. and it's just like total like it's this total like you know, I mean, you said a farce, you know, is, is this, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Like tolerance doesn't exist because if I'm not being tolerant of you, you're not being tolerant of me. Yeah. And you know, political correctness has just become this thing that we, that kind of becomes an excuse why we can't have the difficult conversations. Mm. Like, like I don't want to talk to my friend who's walked away because it's not politically correct to talk about this anymore as though what they're doing is wrong. Mm. And so, but then, but then if you really think about it, if we believe what we believe, um, and, you know, condemning myself in the process, so not yeah. on a high horse here, but if we believe what we believe, <clears throat> we believe the truth God has given us is truth, and we don't confront them on it, then we're guilty, right? I know. And, and, that, and that's my struggle, man. It's like, like, so what do we do? No, I hear you. Like seriously, like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling guilty just talking about this because that's what Mel and I were talking on the mm-hmm. couch. Like, I, I was like, gosh, you know, like, like here, here you have a situation. We have the lost sheep. We have the lost coin. Whatever. I'm like, 
I need, I need to go out there and call them up and, and be like, Hey, can we talk? And, and, you know, and it's like, I, I didn't do it because, you know, Melanie was right. Like they're, they're going to get all mad and get this attitude and, you know, just accept me for who I am. And, and I don't know, like, so do we, do we essentially risk the, the, the possibility of burning bridges, you know, cause you, like I call this person and, and be like, we need to talk about this and, and they're going to be like, please leave me alone. Don't ever call me again. And so now I've burnt a bridge, you know? And so now it's like, you know, do we just love them and accept them? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think so, but I don't know how to do that. Well, like I'm struggling with that. Well, I mean, I th- for one, I think it's one thing when, when somebody's struggling with something, but trying to live rightly, you know, but there's, but they still continue to struggle. That's, that's different. Versus someone who's like, I'm, I'm walking away from the faith. I don't believe in God anymore. Or even, even changing the faith to say, you know what? I'm just made this way. Mm-hmm. I reject this part of the Bible. Uh, this is the way I'm made. Yeah. You know, whatever. You know, whatever. That's just the popular argument right now. But, um, but you know, the, the truth of the matter is you talk about burning bridges. Really, for one, the bridge probably isn't there anyway. Mm. I mean, like, um, well, you know, we may try to we may try to address and confront and feel like we've burnt the bridge, but at the same time, there's no there is no meaningful bridge between the two of us anymore because we're in we're on different different continents. Yeah, well, and and different um, value systems yeah. and different belief systems, and, and yeah. I th- I think probably the best answer, the best hope is you know through relationship, through consistent consistently caring. This is the problem. You know, like you mentioned very at the very beginning of the podcast, we've we've diverged. We've gone down two very different different. Paths. Yeah, I'm here, they're there. Yeah, and we're we're very far away from each other. And now we've continued to go down this path, and they've continued to go down the path in a different direction. And now to try to build a bridge is like the it's the epic bridge between you know, you know across an ocean because we're we're far apart in very different ways. The bridge to nowhere. Yeah, bridge to nowhere. Um, so so the chances are. Of uh, chances of building a bridge is probably not real, real probable unless we can find ourselves in consistent relationship with that person. And I think they know that then at that point in time, we care about them as a person. So then at some point in time, when we have the opportunity, the things we say are because we love them, not because we just think our paradigm is right and theirs is wrong. And I think probably the reason we've gotten in a lot of, a lot of trouble and a lot of hurt and pain is because we we shout our paradigm across the ocean to someone who's believing something mm. different without ever actually taking the time to build that bridge. And it probably takes a long time to build that bridge to be able to walk across and walk them back. Um, yeah. But. Mm. It's hard. And I, I mean, just to kind of in closing here, because I know we're out of time, but, you know, I, I mean, I think the older that we get, you know, you and me, <laughs> um, you know, I think the more people will see who walk away for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever reason. And, you know, I, I think what we need to keep doing, I mean, you said it, it's just continue to be a, a, a consistent, faithful example, you know? So it's like, you know, obviously these people know I'm a pastor, a worship pastor. Like mm-hmm. they, they know I, I've been, I've been at my church for, you know, almost 10 years. And, you know, if I can, you know, continue that example, as opposed to, you know, one day I fall into moral failure and, you know, leave my wife and decide to leave my family and go run off to Vegas with my girlfriend, you know, then they look mm-hmm. at that. They're like, Oh, okay, there you go. There's another example of, mm-hmm. of, you know, a guy who, 
you know, has faith for, you know, versus like being consistent and faithful. Right. And, and so, yeah, I think one, one benefit that would, one thing that, that would greatly benefit us all is if we could get past the idea that disagreement equals hate. Mm. And if we could like, if we could somehow just get, get back to a point where just because I disagree with you, does not mean I hate you, you know, Right. Um, and probably the, the reverse is true. If I disagree with you, it's probably because I love you enough to tell you that what I think you're doing is not right. No. no. But if somehow we've constructed this idea that disagreement equals hate, and now we can't talk because we disagree. Um, but, you know, you know, just thinking about, you know, you know, us leading, doing our best to lead the right life. We're going to fail at that. We're not going to do it perfectly. But thinking through Ephesians and uh, at the end of the, the passage about the armor is at the very end it says, and after you have done everything to stand. stand, it's like, well, okay, so you can do, you do everything, but like at the end of the day, are you still standing? Like, are you still, are you still in the right place? Are you still standing? Yeah, put on the full armor of God and then stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. So I don't know. I think, I think the best thing we can do as a church is, is, is probably try, try to find ways to reach across the waters and, Mm. and and uh bring pap- pr- bring people back in and and fail at it and learn from it and try to do it better the next time yep. that's probably the best answer try it fail learn do it again there you go there you go <laughs> there's your hope wow <laughs> nice nice so, it's a tough conversation and i mean I, I don't know if there's any answer but hopefully maybe what we shared today if you're listening maybe uh stirred or sparked something inside of you mm-hmm All right, that's all the time we have. You can find us online at www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash w, no, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. Send an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339 and go check out all those awesome people we talked about earlier in the podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. We'll talk to you again soon. And let me say it. Here it is. Bye. Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. <laughs>